Okay, we're live. <clears throat> oh, shit. <laughs> Just right now. I'm not ready. Okay. <clears throat> Hi. Hi. Happy New Queers. Happy New Queers. How are you? Sorry, I'm just adjusting. Yeah, we're adjusting. Table. Is this a good volume? This I don't a good know. Volume. How are you doing? How, how do you feel on this new queer? This <laughs> new year? Um, so 2018, am I right? I, I think you're right. I love that. That was off the cuff. Yeah. Um, I For listeners, quickly, so we're recording this the day before new year's eve that's right but you're listening on the tuesday which is the second second thank yeah. you tom tom you're the keeper of time um <laughs> the oracle <laughs> uh yeah i'm feeling great on this uh on this new queers eve eve are you really feeling great uh like i mean so what's your color my color is sand <laughs> <laughs> please elaborate you know it's uh it depends on how you're looking at it. Like, it could be boring or it could be, like, a warm, relaxing color. Right. You know, I feel like I'm usually kind and of on the w- cusp. what is the essence of sand but, like, m- trillions of tiny little rocks? Yeah. Let's get deeper with this. <laughs> so my personality is comprised of trillions of tiny little little particles right now. All these particles that are completely different. Yeah. Make up and something that's quite boring and dry. Thank you. Thanks for that. Kind of like the world's population. It's true. We're all not unique. In reality, um, I'm actually good. The holidays have just ended and it was a lot of family time, a lot yeah. of like social expenditure. I'm a little bit drained, yeah. but happy to be alone in my apartment again. Also happy to have filled my holidays with love and family and I feel quite blessed. Oh, so. well, that's a nice thing to say. Tom, how are you feeling? Um, It's funny that you said sand because I was going to say ice. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I melt you, you devil. Uh, yeah, I feel... So elaborate on that. The color of ice or the coldness? Yeah, both. All. It's so icy outside, number one. And it's also so icy inside, number two. Aww. Yeah. Is your heart ice right now? It's pretty icy. Um, should we talk about it or? Sure, we can talk about it. I feel like we're going to talk about it this episode. But okay. Yeah. It's been a rough holidays. Yeah. Me, I'm me, so sorry sure. to hear that. No, no. It's, it's okay. I just had to confront some things. Okay. So, is there a starting point that we should launch from? Was there an incident? No. Okay. We'll get there later. Okay. On. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> um, can we just talk really quick about how we've moved on from colors just to objects? Yeah. Or like <laughs> types of things? I don't know. No. The color of ice is right, though. Okay. That's yeah. The color of sand say, is right yeah. for me, too. Yeah. I should say that, like, my family's a, bit, like, a hilarious thing that happened at my Christmas is that um, my cousins and I. First of all, we all got drunk and went tobogganing, which is the whitest thing that's ever happened in the world. Um, But then we were sitting around and talking, and like half of my cousins have heard the podcast and the other half hadn't. And so the ones that hadn't were describing the queefing on our live episodes the other half. And it was like such a Merry Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas. (laughs) Merry Merry Pamela-mas. Damn it. You're right. Both are right. Oh my God, I have an anecdote too. So... My brother and my sister-in-law were recently just staying with me at the tail end of the holidays. And um, the spare bedroom is also our recording room. Well, sometimes. Um, so it's decorated all like queered out. And Pamela's in there with her Christmas hat and her wig. And they go to bed. And 10 minutes later, I just hear a knock on my bedroom door. And my sister-in-law is like, Elliot, can we please take Pamela out of the room? And I had to put her in my <gasps> How bedroom. How dare she? She's That's sacrilegious. Horrifying. You're right. She's to right. say the least. She's not... Here, wait, here. Okay. wait, wait. Pause for Pamela. Oh my God. Say something. 
we're sacrilegious. We we forgot Pamela in this room. I feel like she might rain plagues down upon us. Oh my god, she's in a rocking chair. This. Oh, phew. Okay, I'm. This back. is kind of full circle because that's my partner's like deceased grandfather's chair, and that's like your oh friend's god, deceased grandmother's friend's cat. cat. <laughs> I feel like we should cut that. That's like not necessary. No, it's all staying. It's not necessary information. Yeah. So that uh, is... so without further ado, welcome to. <laughs> Do, Do you, you queer, queer what I queer? New Queer's, New Queer's Eve, Eve edition. Wow, we didn't even plan that. No, that we genuinely good. didn't. That was like a pico de gallo. Yeah, we're we're getting uh, we're getting in sync. So, um, 2017, it happened. It happened. We tried to stop it, but it happened. We sure did try yeah. to stop it. <laughs> I'm like at a loss to start because there's so much that we're. I know. We want to talk. So in this episode, oh, oh, we need corrections corner first. Don't oh, we? go ahead. We need. Um, do you have one or is it just me this time? I don't have one. Okay, so my only correction is that last episode when talking about net neutrality, a topic on which neither of us knew a single thing, <laughs> I said that it's going to be especially detrimental to poor people and people of color. What I meant by that is not that any person of color is poor, but what I meant is that the socially disenfranchised, aka like the non-white, straight, cis people, are at a disadvantage because now the government is able to control who gets to see what content. Right. Like also at a disadvantage are university students or yeah. students of any kind because free learning media can be either charged or completely put a stop to. In Ferguson, for example, um, it was it was black people recording these events on Twitter, and now the FCC or the government could, if they wanted to, literally take those in- videos off the internet. That's all I meant by that yeah. was I didn't mean to put a blanket over it. I just feel like no, I have to clarify. I think people got it, but we'll see. Good corrections. I mean, you never know. You do never know. You you don't ever know. You don't ever know. <laughs> Merry holidays. Oh fuck! This is our first time recording in like the the mor- This is not the morning. No, it feels it's, like the morning. Does feel like the morning. <clears throat> but yeah, the sun's up and we're not drinking. Yeah. So it's very weird. Yeah. But in some ways, hopeful. So hopeful. We're off to a good start so queer i with the holidays haven't not had a drink in literally 11 days yeah i like i with my life haven't had a drink in yeah no okay anyway (laughs) um maybe we'll cut so like let's round up 2017 for everyone and then let's like talk about the next year and what our hopes are that sounds good to me so 2017 yeah you know what we were talking about this earlier but I get really angry, and I'm sure so do you because you brought it up, but um, <laughs> of people being like, 2017 was a great year. Like, it was, great it was like my favorite me. year. Like, yeah, I really just, the world just nailed it. And I just want to be like, I want to slap them. It's like, did you turn on any media source or That's look right. out your front door one time? During or do you year? just have your head shut up your own vagina? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, okay, but here's the thing is like, I don't want to take away from people's positivity and if you had a personal good year that's totally okay and I don't I'd say p- I had a personal good year me too I had a yeah. personal good year but I think it's something to say especially on social media that 2017 was the best year um when I just Trump happened when I mean yeah. fuck when 45 happened when everything happened when everything happened when yeah. rights were taken away left right and center and not even America literally across the world there are genocides happening right now I mean there always have been Right. Maybe we're just too negative. Uh, no. I think that you just have to be informed now. Like, yeah. You can't be ignorant anymore. The time for that has passed. Yeah, it's true. And it also kind of just shows your privilege. Like, yeah. that saying, you know, if, if you aren't a political person, that just means you have the privilege to have politics not affect you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, so if you happen to be that, like, minority... So do you want to talk about why you um, corrected yourself when you said 45? 
Oh yeah. Um, so Tom thankfully had told me that we should probably stop saying the United States president's name because to name him gives more power mm-hmm. and it kind of adds to like the farce of it all. And it, it I think takes away the seriousness of it because yeah. his name is now synonymous with a joke when there's nothing funny about it. Yeah. Totally. Right. Like to, yeah. to, to a certain extent. Um, so now I'm trying to be way more cautious of that because I said it all the time. Cool. You know? Yeah. So like thank that. you, Tom, for that. So 45. 45 from now on. Or f- or whatever you want to yeah, call whatever. that thing. Which, Voldemort which, or, yeah. you know. Seriously. Cheeto yeah. face. Cheeto, <laughs> Cheeto um, face. Yeah. 45 for anyone who doesn't know it. He's the 45th president. Good one. Yep. And you showed me a hilarious graphic of like him with the 45. Mm-hmm. And it's like looks like the Nazi symbol. Yeah. Somebody like manipulated the four and the five to look like a swastika, which... It's funny and also yeah, not off the mark. Really sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite, quite sad. <laughs> We're setting a good tone. It's like little positive, like a lot of negative. Yeah, you know? no. It's, well, so speaking of 2017 roundup slash 45, mm-hmm. um, the Women's March mm-hmm. sort of kicked off the year in a really great way. Absolutely. And like, what a nice thing to include on this list because it was sort of the start, uh, or, or I guess, I'm not sure if it was the start, but it was when the mainstream caught wind of what the resistance is absolutely and like i remember that day like like paying attention to all the feeds of all the different cities all over fuck i wish i could have gone because i was working but um i was tom and i were working together and i remember i was like giving women who were going to the march free coffees and like it was just so fun to try and be you know from the behind the scenes but a part of it yeah but it was just so fucking inspiring to see and i know like i was hoping that it would elicit a little bit more change than it did but baby steps i mean baby steps. that was a huge step yeah yeah yeah. i know what you're saying like it's it almost set the tone for the year and i was hoping 45 would be ripped down by by this point and i'm fucking frustrated that 45 is still there but like i I don't know i guess we just have to keep fighting absolutely um and there's something to be said about like you said the resistance that was defined in January of 2017 because that has stayed that has stayed front and center I think from not only the left media but from a lot of the resistance to Mm -hmm. 45 and to everything that he stands for um, has been female centric and has been these are women fighting back these are it's hard to talk about because it's because we're not women (laughs) well also but nothing's new like you know what i mean like like this is just the first time that we've it's like that snl skit like welcome to hell we've always known this Mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's nothing new about this but but it's just given like it shone a light on it for every like everyone knew about the women's march yeah like you just knew about it which is fucking fantastic Mm -hmm. because even like you know anyone any privileged person on their high horse is gonna find out what that means it's true and such solidarity from around the world so yeah and then it started like i mean it also the hashtag me too campaign sort of coming front and center i'm not saying it stemmed from that but it certainly might have Mm -hmm. and it's just so fucking sad again i'm gonna say that like yes all these very powerful men are being ripped down which is fucking fantastic the dominoes are falling but what the fuck 45 yeah i know what on earth like, what's going to be... Like, why Why does he have this fucking shining armor that's protecting him against all of this? Like, th- yeah, good. We're getting there. But this is the big... Like, we got to... You know, I don't know. who's Who can do it? I Who can do it? <sighs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't know I'm at a loss. Um, can all the leaders of the world get together and just decide... No, I guess not. That's not... That's <laughs> not democracy. With- <laughs> 
Um, I fucking wish. Yeah, also, Canada. Should we talk about Canada this year? Good idea. There was the apology um, from Trudeau and mm-hmm. administration towards the indigenous peoples and mm-hmm. the survivors and uh, descendants of residential school. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said this earlier, but it's true that an apology is the right step forward, but like tr- true action needs to be taken. Like Trudeau. Trudeau. Ac- no, that's not good. No, that's I hate not. you. Sorry. Oh, uh, you're saying that apology. That's great. I was thinking about the apology. I was, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, you go, you go. No, no, no. I like to just attack onto that. Um, the government also apologized to. Um, we already talked about this in episode, but the LGBT community that um, anyone who what oh, fuck. It was people who uh, were charged and fired and had uh, criminal charges put against them for having yeah. same-sex relationships but it was like an absolute mccarthy era witch hunt for these people right you know? it was like pretty sure they had machines that were like basically fake lie detectors to see if you were gay or <gasps> same-sex or not and they had oh, really yeah they had people in oh my word in the government who were were basically spies who were policing i mean people's sexual orientation and aside from that, if you were outed in any way, you couldn't hold a position in the government. Mm. Uh, you were you were a criminal. Yeah. So once again, an apology, great first step. But mm-hmm. I hope that actual, what's the word, reparations? Or, reparations, yeah. yeah, or restitution, anything. Just, well, I, <laughs> we're not very educated on this topic, but the expunging of criminal records is something being talked about, Yeah, I believe. It might be a little bit too little too late yeah but yeah i mean it's something it's something i guess compared to our neighbors fuck our neighbors just joking we love you yeah we Keep love trucking. you also you're, we can't really measure our, our success based on the monstrosity of the states but um yeah so like baby steps yeah. uh, way more needs to happen but apologies maybe are a first step i don't know yeah i'm also really pessimistic and i'm like okay but what are you actually gonna fucking do about exactly. it exactly it's all like i feel like that's one of the demons of 2017 it's this whole notion of talking and not doing mm-hmm. and i don't know i know it's something that i personally battle with well the irony of us literally sitting here and yeah. talking i know <laughs> but we'll get to that that's part of my resolution so yeah. but even like it goes back to the thoughts and prayers it's like action or nothing yeah straight up fuck your thoughts and prayers yeah. uh, should we get back to year in review yeah do, so something great happened danica rome happened yes danica rome happened. so she it, she was an american journalist and politician she, she's only 33 years old which is madness that's amazing she's a politician of the democratic party and this year she was elected to the virginia house of delegates which is so awesome she is the first openly transgender person to be elected to the Virginia General Assembly. And now, oh, in January 2018. So that's, I mean, now for mm-hmm. us, um, will become the first to be both elected and serve while openly transgender in any U.S. state legislator. Fuck legislator? To the, yes. <laughs> legislator. I'm so Canadian. Um, so interesting <clears throat> thing about Danica Rome is when I was researching it, there was like some like myth busting website that was like actually false. Uh, she's not the first transgender woman to win a state seat because there was Althea Garrison in 1992. She was elected to Massachusetts House of Representatives. But the caveat for that was that she wasn't actually out as a trans woman. She was just serving as a trans woman right. and then was later outed. So there's some like semantic play to the Danica Rome thing. And then mm-hmm. also there was Stacey Lawton in 2012 
was elected to the New Hampshire House of Representatives, who was an out trans woman, but then was unable to serve her term because she um, was arrested for fraud. Sassy. So sassy. Um, but anyway, so like it, it is not incorrect. Danica Rome is right. the first out transgender woman to, to be serve. Elected. Yeah. Yeah. To be elected and to serve. And, and like one thing that I should add on to this and I'm really excited to add on is like who she won over. Mm-hmm. So this dude is Bob Marshall and he was serving for 13 terms and he was self-proclaimed chief homophobe. Like, like by Felicia. Yeah, absolutely. I Get don't the think, fuck out of here. Yeah. I don't think ugh, makes me so mad. So that's, that's a really fun, great thing. It's a good win. Yeah. Go Danica. Go Danica. A gender was an Dana interesting. Can't. I Dana can't with you even punning on Danica, so <laughs> we're done. We are Danica. Is this it? Is this the end of our? Fr- Do you think 2018 will see the end of our friendship? Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking it'll be tested, based on my what my resolutions. Are. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Remember when 45 tried to ban all trans people from serving in the military? Yeah, through a tweet. Through a fucking tweet. Without even consulting the fucking... Do you think 45 is actually an agent for the left? Because <laughs> all of... It, it's so absurd, all of these things that he's doing. Like, we can't help but resist. We can't help but rise up. So, like... I mean, conspiracy corner, like... Conspiracy corner. I think he also might be um, a rock lizard from underground. <laughs> <laughs> who has risen to the top, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is something recent. With no explanation, 45 terminated all members of the Presidential Advisory Council on HIV-AIDS at a time where there's a lot of discontent with 45's approach to the epidemic. What am I reading this on? CNN. Uh, Yeah, via a letter from FedEx. So isn't that fucked up? So Scott Schultz, who's a Chicago-based HIV-AIDS activist, and he was the senior attorney uh, for Lambda Legal was one of the six who resigned in June over Trump's inaction. So there were six of them that resigned in June, and then the rest of them were just fired. No explanation. For n- no reason. And like the reason is is that they were all hired by the Obama administration. Right. And so, so what 45 is trying to do is have his own task force, I suppose, which, which is going to be horrifying. Absolutely. I can only assume. So Schultz said, there's no respect for their service. It's dangerous that uh, 45 and company, Pence especially, are eliminating few remaining people willing to push back against harmful policies like abstinence-only sex ed. Oh my god. Like, fuck. Yeah, super, super Fuck, we spend so much time talking about the U.S. I know, I hate that. I'm trying to to get away from that, but it's not. No, it's okay, like... I mean, looking at the geographic map of our listeners, there's a good chunk. It's like 15%. It's true. And I think that the... We love you. Politics Keep that we're... Dis- yeah, we do love you. Um, the politics that we're discussing, like, it's a conversation right now so much because the United States was supposed to be this leader in human rights. And now we're seeing um, how fragile these things that we've held so dear can be. And it's, again, like fueling fueling these discussions so i think that's why we keep rotating back to it just on like a sidebar from that 45 tweeted this yesterday and it's fucking hilarious in the east it could be the coldest new year's on record perhaps we could use a little bit of that good old global warming that our that not our country but other countries are going to pay trillions of dollars to protect against bundle up 
What the living fuck. What the actual fuck. <laughs> flying fuck. And so this is the fun... This, this response is fucking killing me. Jake sent this to me on Instagram. Jake from episode two? Yeah. Vinny Guadagnino, who is from Jersey Shore. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> tweeted this back at 45. I think climate change is more complex than global warming will make it hotter. It has to do with disruptions of atmospheric conditions, ocean patterns, jet streams, and shit like that. <laughs> Fuck Isn't yes, Vinny. Fight the good brilliant. fight. And shit like that. Vinny from Jersey Shore just schooled him. That's, that um, is what 2018 is going to look like. I think I that's think my produ- like, that's prediction. That's great, though. Yeah, I mean, it is great. I love it. Everyone rise up. Um, I just remembered I have this list. I don't have this list. Twitter user at... Atkins underscore Jacob one um, compiled a list of positive news stories from 2017 that we all might need to hear. Oh, I saw that list. Should I read it or is it boring? You can read it. It's just depressingly short. <laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'll pick a few faves. Um, first, scientists found a way to successfully rebreed sections of the Great Barrier Reef. That's amazing. That news. is amazing. Um, Amazon created a new headquarters that will shelter 200 homeless people. Yeah, that's amazing news. Also, though, it's like Amazon, aren't you super rich? Aren't you like one of the richest companies? Like 200 is weak. Oh, oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> didn't mean to didn't mean to come for good news. Uh, HIV AIDS no longer leading cause of death in Africa. Okay. We're having a hard so time like being what positive. Is, like did something else you take over? I mean? like, yeah, you're so right. So what is the leading cause of death? Okay. Yeah, a lot of these are, oh, child labor rates have declined by half since 2000. Okay. Listen, you got to find silver linings. I know. Okay, um, okay. Honeybee populations have increased by 27%. That's lovely. They found a pesticide that doesn't kill bees. That's great. Or an insecticide. Uh, listen, the snow leopard, not endangered anymore. That's so amazing. It's okay, okay Tom. Can your bullshit right No, now. I'm not. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm being sincere. I know it's kind of hard to tell with my icy, icy heart, but I am. It is sincere. hard to tell. Okay. Um, last one. Conservationists agreed to plant 73 million trees over the next six years in the Amazon rainforest. What? That's like barely positive. That's just like a future agreement. Um, New Zealand's prime minister wants to plant 100 million trees next year. Yeah. That's great. Right? I mean, yeah. Crime crime has decreased by 2.7% in the United States. Okay. I'm going to stop now. Yeah. A bad taste not. in my mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yay, positivity. Okay. <laughs> it's like one bad thing has kind of decreased. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you want to, I feel like our next, oh, did you have any more like political things to talk about? Well, everything that we're going to cover, we've talked about in the we've subsequent about, or the, yeah. the previous 12 episodes. Yeah. Also, I just keep fucking up words today. Can I just say my brain is like pickled from the past 10 days of Me the too. holidays. I actually feel like a little bit like a mess. Me too. Um, so well, we agreed to live in this, so. Yeah. It's just hard trying to be intelligent when you feel like you're... Well, then let's switch from being intelligent. Like, what are, like, the pieces of, like, art or entertainment that inspired you this year? Or burping. Um, okay, I have so many. Okay. Should we just do it back and forth? Sure, sure. I feel like all, I feel like we might have all the same things. Okay. First, um, does it have to be queer? Or can it just have inspired me? Um, I feel like... By the sheer fact of it inspiring you it makes, makes it, queer. it queer. Okay. Well, uh, first is SZA's album Control. Okay. F- fucking the best. Like, one of my top three albums of all time ever. Um, also, I recently found out that she's a practicing Muslim, which is really, really cool. And she's now one of the most famous uh, pop stars. Like, she's rising. Right. Um, You'll have to uh, play some for me. 
I yeah, think you already you, have, but I can't remember. You've, you've definitely heard it. Like, she's topping the charts with her album, okay. but um, she's fucking amazing. She's such a dear person. She was on SNL recently, um, and there's just, I don't know. Anyway, I love SZA. Her album made my whole fucking year. Cool. Yeah. How about you? Um, Album-wise, fucking Kesha Fuck did yes. it for me this yep. year. She just, like, she came out swinging. I'm just, you know, all the hardships she's been through. The, this out al- her album rainbow just is saturated with hope and mm-hmm. i don't know I, and fury and everything that yeah, we need right it was, now it was a beautiful lesson it's one of my favorites for sure definitely my favorite of the year i'd say i agree i need everyone to go online and look up people reacting to kesha's high note and praying oh my god I, f- I cried funny i cried too the yeah. first time well i cry every time but <laughs> you need to see the video it's fucking hilarious okay. it makes people just stop so I I should dive right in and just say that my movie of the year certainly and book well I already talked about the book but is Call Me by Your Name it leveled me me too it fucking leveled me I, I've seen it twice in theaters already oh, it's so good it's so good the book like okay I don't know we should just I feel like we need to take some time to talk about this because yeah, Tom yeah. and I haven't actually even talked about this in no, person yet um. Because you read the book too. Yeah. So Tom Tom read the book and then my partner read the book and then I read it after. And the three of us all watched the movie shortly after. Um, I would definitely suggest reading it before you go see it. I think so too. Um, I think that I love the film a lot, a lot. But it missed parts of the book. Like basically what it did was it took the core, the core aspect of the book and portrayed it quite beautifully. It was a smart screenplay for that reason. It would definitely yeah. like the same way. I feel like the handmaid's tale took what was core from the book, but also left behind a lot of things, you mm-hmm. know, and changed it in a really good way. Like, yes, that was great television, but also I would still suggest reading the book. Yes, totally. Um, and also like so much in the movie, like I love that the movie really captured the tension in the book without saying it yeah and so reading the book really informed the watching of the movie do you know what i mean absolutely I, I filled in so many blanks because i knew what the characters were thinking which was neat absolutely um, um and necessary too but it also it it really interestingly shows the way that because the book is from the perspective of elio the 17 year old yeah um and like the film is to an extent but you don't get to hear his thoughts as much right and it's like the difference, I guess, from reading To Kill a Mockingbird and watching it because it's from Scout's perspective, right? So you get, like, the story imbued with all of that eager childishness, that, totally. like, 17-year-old, like, angst and sexuality and, like, tension. And that was not lost in the movie, but it was subdued greatly. And, like, that was one of the things that made the book for me. Because it, yeah, like, totally. puts you back in that horrifying it, state I just of- remembered going back to when I was 15 and lusting over my first me too. crush- my first love and just it ate me up yeah inside. your brain's on fire it's back and forth book and really captured that yeah in a way that the movie could never yeah but i don't care like no me it neither. was fine it, we we need both right yeah, like we need both totally. um we should also say the book is from 2007 so it's like only fair game because they made the movie of it <laughs> yeah yeah um plus we read it this year so um and the father figure who was not a huge part in the book or at least it, it's not something that stuck with me like oh my god Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he has the speech at the end of the movie that which was almost word for word in the had book. me like, oh really? Was yeah. it? Yeah, okay. I feel like the father figure is huge for me, but maybe that's oh, the way that wow. I was raised. Maybe um, I try. Yeah, maybe because it's not the way I was raised. So I, I, yeah. Oh my god, that mm-hmm. speech had me like my friends who I went with. They were like, we 
it took us out of it a little bit, Tom, because of like I was like screaming, <laughs> crying. No, were you actually weeping? It, that movie fucked me up. Yeah. Um, for a lot of ways. Um, Ooh. Okay, why did it destroy you? I don't know. So I like my story is quite like tragic. I realize I'm very very dramatic, but I like left the theater. My friends were like, "Hey, let's debrief about this," and I was like, "No, thank you. I gotta go." And I like walked the streets bawling like a fucking psychopath Tom and then yeah I just I don't know it did so much to me it really transported me Mm -hmm. back and even to a time where love was so fresh and unjaded Mm -hmm. Um, we all remember our first love and it's something you'll never experience again not that you'll not that you won't experience love again, mm-hmm. but it was just the, oh man, what an exhilaration, right? That's true. And I don't know. I've just, I feel like I've been beat down <laughs> so much and I'm, you know, without sounding too dramatic, really worried that that's not something I'm going to be able to feel again. Yeah. That's so personal. <laughs> no, it's, it, well, yes, it is. But I think the fact that you're worried about it yeah won't you start paying more attention to it like maybe it's just been an energy thing like have you been putting yeah. energy into f- i guess like there was one line like, that the father said which was again i'm paraphrasing but he said oh we we waste so much of ours or we give so much of ourselves that by the time we're 30 there's not much left and mm-hmm. it's like hard to hear that because like that's been something on my brain mm-hmm. and then when somebody else said it in a movie i was like oh my fucking god <laughs> just take your heart and show it to you so i like alex talk corner um came <laughs> came <laughs> to meet me because i like i don't know i was like i'm not doing well mm-hmm. and like i know that alex is someone that i can just sit with and drink and cry for no reason mm-hmm. and so i we did exactly that we must have had so many shots in a small amount of time and then i went to a bar and found found somebody who i'd been crushing on and i took him back (laughs) to my house and then like we fucked all night long and then the next morning i felt like exponentially worse which is textbook which is textbook obviously yeah but um i'm so sorry no no it's it's great it's it, it was I'm so sentimental to a fault, um, but it was an interesting way of summing up the year for me, to mm-hmm. be honest, because I need to, anyway, we'll get into this in my mm-hmm. resolutions, but I need to confront some things. Totally. Um, um, but I, but from the looks of it, you already are starting to confront it, right? We'll see. Um, in the, this is so mean to follow with what you just said. <laughs> But calling you by your name made me feel so blessed to have my partner in my life. And like, I hate you. <laughs> to have the kind of love that they had. That's amazing. I know. That's that's so right. That's what your partner said to me, too, when we were talking about it. He was like, to be honest, Tom, like, if I didn't have a partner to go home with, I probably would have reacted the same way you did. Me, too. But just even, like, we're going on year seven. Um, well, like, we're in, we're in our six and a half year of being together, and... The fact that I can still feel at times that kind of like newness to it and like the spark to it. And it's, um, 
I don't know, watching that movie at the same time made me never want to experience that kind of love again because it was so bipolar and ridiculous and like so ridiculous, childish, yeah. you know? So childish. Yeah, um, totally. In a good way, yes, it's exciting. But it's also funny because me and my partner started dating when I was 17. Yeah. So like that love never went away. When I watched the film, it's especially heartbreaking to me because in my mind, it's this would be if me and my partner never got together. Like this would be if we met when I was 17 and left. And I think that I would always wonder, you know, where he was in the ending of that movie just really speaks to that yeah tragedy of not um the, and the other beautiful thing like there's so many beautiful things about the movie it really like i it was all about longing for me like mm-hmm. as a like an, a a narcissist watching it being like oh i long for all of those things mm-hmm. like even the setting of the movie was gorgeous i the know music was gorgeous and um what was my point <laughs> i don't know i could rant about this forever <laughs> ah. i love it it's just so funny oh, there were no, the nice thing about the movie was uh, there were no villains in it. There were yeah. no antagonists. It was just a lot of people trying to do the right thing and succeeding generally. Um, so it was nice to walk away. Like that's just that leaves like just a heartwarming feeling mm-hmm. for me, which in turn like destroyed destroys your... me, like has the opposite effect on me personally. Yeah, no, I hear that. That's a really interesting point. Um, I didn't really realize. Yeah, there's no there's mm-hmm. no antagonists. Um, it's funny too like that movie reminded me again as a narcissist so much of my life because (laughs) 17 year old boy professor parents just Mm -hmm. like the kind of talks that his dad had with him my mom had with me Mm -hmm. and my mom texted me yesterday she read the book in like one day she's like i just finished it the dad kind of reminds me of me and i was like oh my god yes yeah (laughs) and on that same note for me like another sense of longing i had watching the movie was longing for that obviously Mm -hmm. it's like any any queer person that's the best case scenario yeah absolutely absolutely and like i love the whole anyway i feel like we should get away from this because we're gonna we're gonna talk about this forever um (sighs) back to your crisis though what um, no 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 (laughs) we're done from it yeah no well that's part of a resolution okay we're still yeah we'll move along um television shows from this year um yeah chewing gum season two Oh, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No, I saw season one and I loved it. Oh, the second season's fucking amazing. Okay, great. Oh, I need to see it. Um, that was so good for me. Uh, what else? Handmaid's Tale. Oh my god. Just slow clap. Just set Handmaid's the tone. Handmaid's Tale like, is far and away my favorite um TV show from this year. Me Mini too. series, I guess. Me too. Um, so good. Fucking like oh. jaw dropping, amazing. Yeah. So was Big Little Lies, although it's like not very political. Um, I never finished that. I can't find it. Oh, really? Yeah. I bought it because I'm a loser. Also, The Sinner with Jessica Biel was pretty good, but Ooh, okay. this is neither here nor there. Um, what else? I've got some more uh, TV shows that, uh, queer TV shows that inspired me. Um, this probably doesn't mean as much for you because you're so much younger than me, but Will and Grace came back this year and they did something really cool because they didn't just come back um and you know they had their their own because the show was really stupid right in mm-hmm. the 90s i've never seen an in episode. a really charming way um they came back swinging which mm. is so fun like their first episode was so political and i feel like that's what you have to be now that's amazing like they set a standard of like okay yeah you can come back <laughs> like you can come back sitcoms can still exist even though i kind of hate them mm-hmm 
but you have to do this like you have to make it about something totally like any comedy now it has to be about something otherwise i don't give a shit and hopefully you know a lot yeah. of other people don't i agree with you but so kudos to will and grace like they they did it right i remember you telling me and i'm really intrigued i do need to watch it it's just it's overwhelming stupid. i don't know where to start yeah it's you still know? stupid but like yeah also i should say like big little lies yeah it might not be really political but it is like hugely representative of like women like female actors of cool. like women's lives it doesn't trivialize and also it's about abusive relationships i see um anyway on the heels of that like women like obviously feminist entertainment is my favorite mm-hmm. um wonder woman oh yeah i have wonder great. woman here too like i read something terrible about gal gadot though oh don't mm-hmm. call me this is unfounded i think everyone should do their research but I don't know if I should talk about it on here. It's like one of her friends who went to model school with her or whatever, they were living together in Milan and this woman was sexually assaulted and Gal Gadot's response was that she shamed her and blamed her friend and told her friend to apologize to the the girlfriend of the man who raped her um, and completely didn't stand up for her. And this woman was like, now every time I see her as Wonder Woman standing up for these young women, I just think of the shame that she like pushed on me. Damn it, why do you ruin everything? But I don't know if that's true, and I still love the movie, and yeah. it was fucking um, badass. Yeah. And It's interesting, my reaction to that is like, oh, I don't want to know about that, but that's f- that's fucking ridiculous. That's what we need to fight behind, so now we need to know about it. We need to know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's worse, too, than I made it sound. Um, I just don't want to talk shit that I don't know about. I'm uh-huh. just saying, like, that might be a thing. You never know. But yeah, it was so cool to see this fucking heroin kick ass. Mm-hmm. Although I had some problems with, like, how... Like, there was still too many men in the movie. Yes, definitely. There were still too many men, like, talking and Doing moving things. the plot forward. Yeah, absolutely. That's another story. Also, like, Chris Pine, like, you're just, like, a piece of mayonnaise with eyes. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. But, like, I spread would that mayonnaise put him inside face. of me. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moonlight won Best Picture. I know that was from last year, but the say, thing yeah. happened this year. So that was really awesome. Yeah, that was because really it awesome. beat fucking blah blah bland, Ooh. which was the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. I know, me too. Um, it's funny we p- like posted on our Instagram like "Go see Calling by Your Name," and a friend of mine was like, "I was nervous to see that because I thought it was just like a cis white moonlight." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, but um, it's it, I mean it's just not or no, not that. cis white, just a white bourgeois moonlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's just an entirely different that. story. Yeah. yeah, it's just a different story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was great. Um, the media getting political is one of my favorite parts of this year. Uh, like all the late night talk shows are just taking totally. 45 to task. They're just I love it. coming like fucking not, Samantha B is killing it. Killing Seth it. Myers is doing such good work. John Oliver, John Oliver, Jimmy Kimmel yep. is even stepping up to the plate. Yep. Like, like this is great. SNL in general. Oh just my God. Slow clap for the whole fucking thing. The whole thing is great. I mean, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It could be better, but it's still so great. Yeah. And the reason one of the, what I love most about what SNL is doing is that, like, again, the women are really fucking kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when Melissa McCarthy gets to be Sean Spicer or when fucking Kate McKinnon gets to be Jeff Sessions. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yes, this is finally what we need. You know what I mean? Yeah. On a stupid note. Like, it's note. women taking them down, which is, it, which is perfect. I know. And it's necessary, too. Um, on a stupider note, did you see the SNL skit with Vanessa Bayer and Kristen Stewart? The Totino's Pizza one. Yes. It's like Vanessa Bayer is like making her husband Totino's pizza oh, rolls. Yes. And Kristen Stewart's is like one of the sisters of the guests there. And they just like make love in the kitchen over pizza rolls. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> fucking that hilarious. 
that and then this the Cersei Ronan episode with like Welcome to Hell. Mm-hmm, yeah. So good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I love them. Um the movie Get Out. That's one of my big ones Fuck, for this I have year. To see it. Oh my god, you haven't no, seen I it. No, I know. Yet? Everyone gets really mad at me when I tell them that. Oh my god. Um they usually tell me to get out. Okay, so if you haven't seen Get Out, then you're gonna wanna skip the next two minutes this oh, is i haven't seen it keep this, i need to talk about this <laughs> okay, it's fine. so fucking good i hate okay so fine. just what that movie did just in terms of its writing its acting its representation everything jordan peele's a fucking star um but allison williams plays the girlfriend of the main character whose family that he goes to see like she's the setting of the whole thing like her home anyway it turns out in the end like shocker that she's bad um you need to still watch it. Thank I'm not. I'm ruining much. nothing for you. But she went on a late night talk show and she was like, the most fucked part about this is that I have friends come up to me and say, well, your character was still a victim, right? And she's like, no, no, <laughs> really? I wasn't. And she's like, and I will say it's 100% white people who say that. This Whoa. It's so clear that her character is evil and is in on it and people still want to believe that the white, beautiful woman cannot be an antagonist. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. People are so fucking stupid. It's so obvious. Anyway, um, that movie is great. What else do I have here? Oh, my God. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen Godless yet? No. It's stupendous. I don't even know what it is. So it's a new Netflix show. I feel like my entire list is just an advertisement for Netflix. But <laughs> it's a new Netflix show where um, I don't want to give too much away, but um, basically it's a town in like 1880 in the wild, like New Mexico or something. Mm. And Can it's, you say the Wild West? <laughs> and um, it's entirely run by women. And it's really... Th- it's hard to get into because not much makes sense for about five episodes until okay. it all makes sense. And it's awesome. And Ooh. there's some kick-ass females like Michelle Dockery's in it who was on um, Downton Abbey. Um, and some other... There's one, que- there's one fucking queer woman who's like the sister of the sheriff and her i don't know who this actress is like i can correction score of this but she's so fucking kick-ass cool and like her performance is amazing the character's brilliantly written like she's one of my if she's one of my favorite if not my top like queer characters of the year Ooh, i need to see that so cool like she's just so cool movies that you and i need to watch together uh the one beats per minute bpm it's a French film about the ACT UP AIDS riots, oh. which apparently is supposed to be amazing. I feel like we should watch that together. And then there was another one. Uh, Sunday School? Oh, fuck. I don't want to get this wrong. Saturday Church. That's embarrassing. Um, and it's about a 14-year-old right boy. <laughs> 14-year-old boy who the little bio thing here is a shy effeminate 14-year-old being raised by his strict aunt finds escape in a rich fantasy life of music dance and a lively transgender youth community i want that i want to watch that so bad we need to see those two things together so yes 2017 for shit like that oh also the fucking keepers oh my god oh my god yeah that was particularly hard to watch but yeah so important so it's so important so sad um yeah like just also, we should say that made me think of it because of true crime, but 2017 is the year that you and I both started listening to podcasts. That's right. And then subsequently made a podcast. Right. Because so, cause we're selfish. Because we're, <laughs> so we're self-indulgent. So yes, 2017. What are other favorite? Oh, like I have down here 13 Reasons Why, which is, I feel like we talked about that in, in 
an episode earlier, but we caught the whole thing because we were so drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we did do that. Because then we talked about suicide for so long afterwards. It's a controversial pick by by me, but I'm (laughs) picking it nonetheless. A lot of people are up in arms against the show because it's apparently like a how-to guide on how to commit suicide and also like glorifying glorifying it um i don't disagree with that Mm -hmm. um but i feel like the issues it deals with are more important totally um and i feel like like schools banning watching the show is possibly the dumbest idea i've ever heard Mm -hmm. like what are you gonna what if something is banned what's the first thing you're gonna do you're gonna fucking watch watch it. it sit down talk with your kids your students about the issues Mm -hmm. and about all the problems and then watch it it's true together um i did read something this is what we had to cut last time but i read something that there was a spike in youth suicide since that show which was specifically citing that show as the reason why kids kill themselves because it made it so glorified and so dramatic and yeah i mean i can see both sides to it yeah I don't know. I can't speak to that. Me neither. I'm going to cut that. I just no, 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 no. Because I heard it. uh, It's true. Like I heard it also. Yeah. Which is why they, which is why they wanted to crack down on it. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, now it's become about like the show's so much more than about suicide. It's about bullying and being the bystander and sexual assault and Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just something that teenagers need to be exposed to because that's real life. Totally. Um. Obviously, it's a TV show, and it's dramatic. It's made up, so... Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Well, actually, it was a book first, but... Uh, and it introduced to me Brandon Flynn, who's my... One of my all-time favorite crushes of all time. All-time of all time? All-time of all time. <laughs> he can literally do whatever he wants to me. He can crawl up inside of me. Like, oh, my God. He plays a high school student. No, but he's... Oh, shit. No, he's older than that. Yeah. He's he dating is. Sam Smith, I think. Oh, no way. Uh-huh. Another controversial pick is uh dear white people Mm, um how so like i loved that show i loved that show controversial only because i was doing research on it and there's conversation around it being a quote fake woke or faux woke show okay and quote basically saying that it's a show for white people to feel quote woke while watching it but in reality it doesn't go hard enough on some of the issues okay Um, i can't speak to that i really liked it as a show but that kind of could make sense to me yeah, I get um, that too. Hopefully yeah. it's another starting point yeah, for a lot of people. Definitely. Um, um what else? What I, I guess what that's else? everything on my entertainment list, which was much longer than my <laughs> politics list. But I mean let's be real for a sec. Um, oh RuPaul. Oh true. Sasha. RuPaul killed it this season, not with the like I feel like a lot of the contestants were a little lackluster. But um, the finale was so great. Mm-hmm. And Sasha was very and political. Was so, yes. And brings awareness she's to great. many issues. And I want to mention Peppermint because mm. she's the first like trans queen. Uh, or that we know of. No. No? Carmen Crer is trans. Uh, Jiggly Caliente is trans. Sorry. Uh, I think by that I meant she's the first while being oh, on the show. trans queen while being on the show. No. There's another one from season, I think, four, who then they had to have a discussion Remember afterwards, I have a discussion about who is allowed to be on the show. Yeah. And I can't remember what queen Well, now it was. I feel really stupid. No, 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 don't. Because it's <laughs> like she had a lot of conversation around her. We're going to crash this corner this because okay, I know sure. that there was more. And then there's also um, uh, Gina Gunn. Gia Gunn? Gia Gunn. Gia Gunn. Okay, I get it. I'm devastatingly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but still great. But I love That's Peppermint. not many for yeah. like hundreds or not hundreds, but for lots of contestants. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Peppermint so much. Um, 
Yeah, this is cool and weird and not about peppermint, but it was Marlene Dietrich's birthday like two days ago, and Google asked Sasha Vlor to do the doodle for Google Doodle for Marlene Dietrich. That is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty I did cool. not know that. Um, so I like that. Um, oh, Big Mouth. Yeah, like, we already mouth. talked about it, but that's great. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure yeah i just like that all these characters the, all these shows um i think it's even mandated now but all these shows have queer characters mm-hmm. and the nice thing like to go back to 13 reasons why i really loved that they had some queer characters that had nothing the, had nothing to do with the plot line that they were queer yes they just were queer yes so usually when there's a queer person on a show they're tokenized in some way mm-hmm. or all they talk about is you know mm-hmm being queer but these people just were and they went out like the plot just went along with them i which, love that which was really refreshing for me and like in big mouth too how the one gay character uh is the bully of the school and he's yeah, like totally. the leader you know totally. and like he's too cool for everyone to function and no one makes fun of him because he's gay like yeah that was so smart i yeah. love that too um i feel like 2018 needs to step it up for sure in terms of representation mm-hmm. and we need more uh, like gender non-conforming characters more yeah. trans characters for the sake of them just existing yep. and not to talk about gender politics in every episode that they're there you know like just to yeah yeah i could just guess just to be there totally let's move on to um Ooh. to personal highlights and resolutions Ooh, personal highlights that sounds fun uh go ahead um okay well i have one that happened yesterday which i'm so happy i ended the year off like this Family, if you're listening, just go ahead and skip a couple minutes ahead. <laughs> oh, anyone, ahead. anyone of any power or importance to me, just go and skip a couple minutes ahead. No, reject. Listen. Um, my partner and I broke the bed yesterday while we were fucking, and it was one of the most amazing things. I've always wanted to do that, and we did it. Like, oh my god, we weren't trying though. So, like, what happened? Like, okay, how was it that you broke the bed? Really. Yep. This is another well, sh- me showing you my fucking foreskin moment. Um, <laughs> I just need to first like say like our bed was already like not great. Like it was creaky and stuff, but yesterday was the final straw. Um, so we were, oh my God, I hate you. I was <laughs> on my back yeah. with my legs in the air and I was getting rimmed uh-huh. while sucking his dick. What? And coming in my own mouth. <laughs> All at the same time. <laughs> oh, I see. So it was like a 69 thing. Type 69, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and and the, the act of me getting up on my back broke the bed. And, like, it just all cracked. And it, like, splintered everywhere. I'm, I'm so dead at this. I cannot top that with my personal <laughs> I also love it because like we'd never done that before and like in over six years we're still experiencing new <laughs> new sexual adventures. Oh my. It was it was rough though, I will say like the the sucking the dick while upside down wasn't the best. Like it didn't really work that well. But it was still great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, thanks for that. You're welcome. Tidbit. That was definitely a highlight. What about you? Um oh mine aren't as as fun. My highlight was <clears throat> I just want to go back and touch on something personal for me Mm. um going back to episode two um we had jake on who was my partner for most of the year um and he he obviously went through the the struggles that you've all listened to um and going into this year because i'm such a fucking sentimentalist sentimentalists um i really wanted to 
try to be a better advocate. Right. And so... Explain, though, meaning... Yeah, meaning, like, I just... I don't want to... We can't sit back and let shit happen to people, to people who need us. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to do something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know what to do. And so, like, Jake's story was so profound and, and horrifying that I, like, shared a post on Facebook. And this thing caught fire. And it was, like, shared, like, over 500 times. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone caught wind of it. Like, politicians in the city and news networks. We even got interviewed by our local news network. It didn't go to air because, essentially, uh, it couldn't for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, this church that fired Jake, like, people were throwing a lot of mud at it. Like, people, like a lot of the people in the church just didn't know why Jake was fired. And when they caught, were, caught wind of it, they were fucking livid. Um, so they, ha- they took the church to task. And last I heard, like, the church has lost a lot of funding because of it. so happy. So I'm, like, equal parts terrified and proud of that story. Yeah. Um, what did just, you learn from that? Like, um, I learned that, like, you can actually make it you can actually make a difference mm-hmm. this it's part of the reason why why i was inspired to start the podcast mm-hmm. it's like oh wait a second we might have voices that could help people definitely um definitely i'm a way better writer than i am a speaker so yeah me too in, in one way i wish that like we could write everything down and speak but then it's not candid but um yeah it was just so it was awesome yeah i agree i also think that story makes me this is more a resolution thing. We'll get more into it, but uh, this isn't enough. Like this podcast is not enough. Totally. This is a starting and not an end goal. And when I started it, I thought, okay, this is what we're doing is this. Totally. But this is simply you and I figuring out what to do next. Exactly. Like we're educating each other um, and then going out to the world and we need to get more politically active from it. it totally. You know? It's a, like, it's like what we've even touched on it a few times this episode. It's like a first step. Yeah. It's like the apology. It's the or thoughts and the prayer version black, of... Or the dear white people. It's like, okay, we almost... Like, we're starting off. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Um, on that note... Oh, wait. I'll get into that for our resolutions. But um, obviously this... Yeah, this is, is mine, the too. the highlight of the year for me. Uh, in particular, our, li- our live show. Yeah, me too. It was just so fucking special and fun and, like, it was great. Yeah, in all really seriousness, happy. this is what is going to define this year for me. Totally, yeah. Um, this and grad school, but this is more, um, I guess, more immediate, you know? Grad school yeah. just feels like, oh, another year in school. Like, I'm just so used to it. But this is like, we said we were going to do it. We fucking did it. We're recording episode 13, which doesn't even make sense to me right now. Yeah. Um, and for the foreseeable future, this will be uh, our outlet, you know? Yeah. And that's so fucking huge. And I just hope that people use it also like we want this to be a tool not for ourselves but for for listeners yeah we We can't stress that enough yeah you have to you know i realize this is our second episode in a row without a guest but but the point of it is is to share other stories so do you have um any more personal things because i feel like this is a good jumping off point to to talk about our resolution i do but fuck it let's just do resolutions (laughs) well i just have resolutions for the podcast first Number one, we joked about um, using the double-ended dildo to decide who speaks first. But I really feel like... It for sure isn't going to happen. needs to happen in 2018. Yes, sir. That will be horrifying. <laughs> I'm so excited. 
um and we want to like we want to be a bit more active like oh oh okay so this is good um one of my resolutions for 2018 is to have a more positive relationship with my sexuality um i feel like i use it almost as a weapon or like i use it to hurt myself a little bit wow and um what i really want i want to remember the joy of sex because i've i've really lost that and even like a few years ago i had it um so i feel like i feel like we can take steps <laughs> like i know this is very self-helpy but like even us you know talking about like going to steamworks and talking about it or like mm-hmm. going to a naked night or a drop mm-hmm. trap night and like like that's that's fun you know i think of that and i get excited because that seems fun yeah um and i want to erase the shame that sort of pairs with my excitement about it that's thank you for sharing that that's so personal yeah um, and deep and that makes me really happy um like 2018 will be a more sex positive year i need it to be totally yeah. um yeah and weaponizing sex is just a huge injustice to yourself because it takes away a huge source of self-love you know, know. and I don't know. I don't want to put too much emphasis on it. And I know a lot of people are asexual and just doesn't mean that you can't achieve this. But for me, I like find myself through sex yeah. quite often. And for me, I like, hi- like I hide it away or it's like a, I don't know, I guess it's the Catholic in me still that sort of, shame. it's wrapped up in this shame. It didn't, it didn't, it's not always like that. I feel like it ebbs and flows with me, but mm-hmm. right now it's definitely flowing. And it goes like the bigger issue, if I may. Mm-hmm is obviously like I know we joke about it and I will continue to joke about it but I have I have a lot of struggles with my mental health issues and one of my goals for the next year is to really confront that Mm -hmm. in a positive way one of my like dark realizations over the holidays was that I always had in my mind that I'd get through it that I'd get through my depression or my anxiety if I just you, you know kept kept chugging along and so one of the things that hit me really hard over the holidays is that this is not going to go away this mm-hmm. is who I am and it's like a blessing and a curse uh, in a lot of ways but it it is something that needs to be managed better than how I'm managing it now that's beautiful um, I'm right here for that I've found out a lot about myself too this year and I think a lot of my mental health issues have actually manifested this year that I didn't know I had or wasn't coping with. And so I'm so down. Let's just be more open and honest with each other and yeah. ourselves in the next year. Which is another thing for 2017. I think that the stigma has been slowly shedding itself around yeah. a lot of mental health issues. Yeah. So that's good. Um, yeah, that's so deep. I can't believe. Thanks yeah. for sharing all this stuff. Yeah, I feel like we might as well, right? Just go for it. because Absolutely. Um, one of my resolutions for the next year is to again like you've already said this but to be more political to be Mm -hmm. more active to be more uh, educated um another one i have is to come more great (laughs) i don't know i just want to come more so um i just want some uh, quantitative stats on this so and how often i come (laughs) yeah like how often do you come now oh i almost don't want to say it because it's a lot oh tell me well like um i don't know like in any given week there's probably one day where i don't come um, and then most of the other days, it's like one to two times. I don't think that's a lot. That's the same as me. Yeah, but that's a lot. Is it? I just want to come more like... Um, I think everyone comes once a day. Uh, I don't think that's true. Oh, really? I don't know. Oh, yeah, God. I think Am you I a and monster? I are, yeah, I think you and I are hypersexual. Oh, shit. I don't know, though. Um, 
yeah i just want to come more uh like creatively you know like i just like totally love like that bed breaking orgasm like just shit like that totally you know um also i want to have like, a, like an anal orgasm which i've never had before i've had a few that's a resolution so i'll keep you all updated on that <laughs> um i had like when i was in my long-term relationship i was almost exclusively a bottom mm. and um yeah i had a few anal orgasms and there i feel like there's no rhyme or reason to oh there probably is i just i'm not aware of like you came without touching your dick at all that's right like i want that that's right i remember one time it was on my bedroom floor i don't know why we were on the floor yeah and it happened one other time but it was like one of the most profound orgasms that i've that i obviously ever experienced yeah that's so cool i need that resolution resolution um my resolution for you if i may be so bold is like i always talk about like your birthday's coming up like in a month or so i have this written down too (laughs) i really really want to get you a bukkake i really want a bukkake i know how much you want it yeah and um i'll i I, i'll find out a way to get it for you i would really feel like i can do it and we should do it live on the podcast maybe yeah i think so too (laughs) um bukkake cast um my thing though is like especially having some brushes with stis recently yeah um i'm starting to i don't just be, be more fearful i don't necessarily like that but i also am just getting really reticent of my own health and like sex is really risky and sex is really messy and no you shouldn't stop having sex because yeah. of it i'm actually genuinely wondering if i want to even hook up with anyone you know because like uh-huh. i have everything i need and i know that we're both clean uh-huh. um so i guess like but then again, like it's bukkake. Like then again, I could also have a bukkake. So yeah, I mean, with I don't know, I don't really know the essential guidelines of bukkake. But like, you don't have to swallow it all, do you? I don't think so. <laughs> but like, that's you just fine. Come all over my face. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, like, how many makes a bukkake? Like, um, four or more, right? I would say four. Okay. No, for you it needs to be like, like I want a grandiose. Me too. Bukaki for too. you. Totally. If you want to be a part of, <laughs> can I solicit people? <laughs> yeah, you can actually. If you want to be a part of Elliot's big birthday Bukaki extravaganza, <laughs> email us. <laughs> email us at do you queer what I queer at gmail dot com. Subject Bukaki extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're oh almost shit. fuck we are are we soliciting like i don't know <laughs> maybe let's cut all that no we're not cutting that it. it's my birthday gift to myself uh what other re- resolutions <laughs> we went there um oh okay oh we want to get coffee enemas oh yeah i would love to try a coffee enema <laughs> yeah let's do that together we should i read like one site and it was a nurse being like please don't do this but oh really <laughs> but like Let's ask someone. If you know about coffee animals, let us know. Email us, yeah. yeah. It could be in the same Bukaki email. <laughs> I also want people to email us if they don't want to be part of the Bukaki. Like, I just want to hear yeah, some feedback. You know why. what I mean? Or, like, tips on how to properly Bukaki. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's get just, like, Bukaki informed. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. That's so funny. Um, I have... Oh, fuck it. Now I'm going back to being serious, but... Um, I have, this is just a little thing, but mm-hmm. it's speaking up more when yeah. I hear ignorant things being said. Cause so often I just sort of brush it off mm-hmm. because I don't want to make things awkward because I like, I'm a people pleaser or whatever. Fuck that. But yeah, I want to speak up when I hear 
anything homophobic, racist, transphobic. Anything, anything. queerphobic in general. Yep. Yep. I agree. I, um, I can be better. And I, that's something that I can do. Yeah. And I, in, in that same token, um, I need to get better at not attacking, but at educating. Totally. When somebody says something ignorant, they may not have had the same privilege to get to the same place for that ignorance. And I think first and foremost, yes, we can be mad, but we need to start with, um, do you know why that was problematic in a non-condescending way? Totally. You know what I mean? Um, and, and a perfect example of that is one of my stupid fucking 45 American... Your cat is having a seizure? No, that's a neighbor's cat outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. One of my stupid fucking annoying 45 relatives yeah. um, was up around Thanksgiving. I don't know. <clears throat> 45 as in supporter of 45. Supporter of 45. Um, and she said some really fucking ignorant bullshit about um, how um, political correctness is ruining the world. And like kids can't even dress up as Mexicans or Indians anymore. And like fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Like that's ha- what happens to me. And mm-hmm. I just started crying and i left the room because the, oh i think i called you actually yeah, you did call on me. my way home um there was only two options for me it was screaming or leaving yeah which is maybe what you're talking about yeah and like bless my beautiful aunt was just like well actually in canada we believe that this blah 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 and mm-hmm. i was just like okay you're right like that's the right way to do this i know it is hard though because you and i are both extremely passionate passionate, people with probably anger issues so there's like (laughs) there's like a whole um precursor to having an educated conversation which is like quelling the demon that wants to like scratch somebody's face you know what i mean um also i mean let's just take it all in stock like for the most part things that people would say that would hurt us we are extremely privileged and they don't probably hurt us that much. You know what I mean? Like it's totally, we're not the ones who are, we're empathetic in a way that we feel hurt for other people, which isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, um, but like, yeah, keep that in mind. Um, one of my more serious ones is to be better at time management. That's just something I want to like speak into the universe for this year. Ooh, that's a good one. I need to, I need to piggyback on that. Yeah. I'd like to finish assignments like three to four days early. Yeah. Um, I'd like to just be more organized generally and hand in hand with that is I think I should start drinking less, which like, I feel attacked even saying that out loud. <laughs> yeah. My back went straight. Up yeah, so. no, really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just honestly, uh, this year is about being in control for myself. Cool. Um, I need to take control. I need to understand like my own power and my own possibilities. Um, I need to, get more in touch with um uh getting more in touch with goals that i have and being non-complacent towards those goals so i guess being more conservative in my like substance consumption Mm -hmm. uh don't ruin your next days just for the sake of ruining them uh get up early write my things like and i think that these are genuinely feasible for me that's great i feel attacked by you saying these i know i feel attacked by myself (laughs) saying these things but that means i know it's important like that means i know i need to totally totally. you know Plus, like, if the world's going to hell, there's no point in throwing away yourself, too, if you genuinely think you can do something about it, you know? Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. And toxicity. Because there's this whole, like, joke around, like, oh, my God, I'm dead. Or, like, I'm going to kill myself. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, there's this whole fatalist yeah. humor movement. And oh, I think totally. that that's kind of dangerous. And we should move away from that. Yeah, I guess so. I just love it so much. I love You're it so much, right. too. And it's, I find <coughs> it a staple in my life. But change is good. Um, I also have 
Money management. (laughs) So attacked by that. Learn French. This is financial corner. Oh, this is... Linguistics (laughs) and financial corner. corner. And Bukaki is underlined three times. (laughs) (laughs) Learn Japanese. (laughs) Oh, God. Very good. Yeah, that was good. Those are some queer resolutions. Oh, and I have laugh more. Oh. Yeah, so I just like read a Hallmark card to you, but... Yeah. Uh, Yeah. need to laugh more. Yeah. My, uh, I'm on track to only have one job by the end of 2018, mm. so I'm really excited for that. Spread yourself less thin. Totally. That's amazing. Instead of like doing five jobs half-assed, I can really focus up. Amazing. <coughs> I feel like we should end this with, let's recap the Dickwick-related things that our listeners can look forward to in 2018. So there will be a double-ended dildo, <laughs> one of these episodes. <coughs> And the point of that is that, so there, for that there will be a middle point in the dildo, and whoever reaches the middle point first wins. We should get coffee enemas in preparation oh for that. <laughs> oh my god, yes. But should it be cute, like, if you, like, tear your anus, then, like, you don't win? Like, it has to be, like, slow and safe? Like, safety dildo? Uh, it, you're right. Because don't just, like, jam it to midpoint and, like, ruin yourself. You know I would do Yeah, you're do so that. competitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, like, take a knife and, anyway. Um, <laughs> You can look forward to more action on our part. Tom and I are going to go out in the community more and then talk about it. Yes, that's that's a, a necessary next step. And we're going to laugh more. We're totally going to laugh we're more. Just gonna be like, we're going to talk about even more awkward things that you don't want us to talk about. Yeah, probably my family should stop listening. <laughs> I say this every week. Um, on that note, please, if you have something to talk to us about, do do email us yep at dokeweirdqueer at gmail.com yep um, um we welcome any voice you can also find our facebook page you yeah. can inbox us on facebook you can instagram message us uh follow us on our handles uh at dickwick d-y-q-w-i-q um lastly before we go um we should say our silver lining oh yeah do you want to go ahead yeah i have a great one amazing um that i just read uh here and now that um, over the holidays, Mike Pence's next door neighbor in Colorado put up two flags on their house that said "Make America Gay Again." Oh, giant rainbow things that sort of like went around the pillars of their house, and the two daughters of the family did it, and the parents were really worried that like they'd get in some trouble, like because the Secret Service was there and whatnot, but like no one did anything about it, and like fuck yeah, these two girls like. Knocked it out of the park. I love that. That makes me so I hope it stays up forever. Me too. I fucking love that. Um, My silver lining is my mom just texted me a photo of a t-shirt that she bought while she was in London. And the t-shirt shows Putin in a leather uniform holding, like, so Putin's standing, Trump's in a chair. I mean, 45's in a chair. And 45 has a chain around his neck that Putin is holding. And Putin's holding a riding crop. And 45 is dressed in full leather with his ankles tied together and they're standing in front of a portrait of them making out. I love that. Is it sick that it turns me on a little bit? I'm not shocked. (laughs) Did you hear me just have like a vocal panic attack? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I would, I'd watch that. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's 2017. 20... Goodbye, 2017. Bye. And don't let the door hit you on your way out. Yeah, Is that it? I think so. We need to stop recording. Hello, sober. 2018. <laughs> so yeah, low, welcome to the first sober. So low energy. <laughs> no, we had another one. Uh, Tainomi's was sober too. Oh yeah, right. 
too. Oh no, I had a beer before. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review us. We love to hear what you. We love to hear your feedback. Yeah, we'd love to queer what y'all are queering. Yeah. And on that note, and we hope you have a fucking delightfully queer year. Yeah, and I hope to hear everyone's amazing new queer Eve stories. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Bye. Bye. See, See you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday.